Alay Gesundheit. How's everybody doing tonight? Better than ever. Thirsty for righteousness. Glad you asked. Got a lot to tell you about, actually. Alrighty then. Mm. We accept testimonies, but we don't accept testifonies. <laughs> Amen. Amen. We like it raw and really, really wriggling. We like it real in the big deal. That's Yadevave and not us. We're just part of his master plan. And I think you better recognize it ain't about you. It ain't about me. It's about Jesus on sapphire stones, the creator of heaven and earth. He just happens to use people. You know that? The ones he uses, people don't usually like because it changes everything, stirs up complacency for. Uh, exposes the complacency by stirring up the fire of reality, dealing with everything in the hidden person of the heart that we conceal, where we hide from Jesus, and or we pretend. You know, when we catch the little foxes that spoil the vineyard, what it really means there in Song of Songs chapter 2 is the areas where you're pretending. That's the fox that spoils the vineyard, the areas of your heart where you're a pretender. Oh man, I'm real. Mm -hmm. I've been through apostolic boot camp. You know, I'm the top gun. I'm Christian special forces. I'm on the front lines. Listen, I hope that's true. You could help us tremendously and I wouldn't even doubt you one bit. I literally am so gullible, I'll believe anything. Seriously, anything. As long as it's true and it's not pretending and it's real, we'll believe it. There's nothing too far-fetched in God. Because the Bible says all things are possible for Yadevave. It's exactly what the scripture says. That means all things, all things. That doesn't mean your situation, my situation, your upbringing, your culture, my culture. It doesn't. All things literally means all. Which is something a human being usually can't fathom. But as you get sanctified... And as you get a little glorified, you begin to have a bigger vision for what all actually is. Mm -hmm. So we have a, a bigger picture than most, that's true, from apostolic experience and apostolic sanctification, apostolic grace and apostolic glorification. That's true. So a lot of the things that we say at Joel's Bar are far-fetched for most Christians, but nevertheless, it's the truth anyhow. The issue is getting your souls, your hearts, your areas of doubt and unbelief so circumcised by Elijah's dagger right out of your innermost being, right out of the hidden person of your heart, right out of your soul. Your soul's invisible. Your spirit's invisible. Your spirit's the center of your soul. Do you know that? Your eternal spirit is the center of your soul, and your soul is also an eternal soul. Eternal feelings, eternal emotions, and eternal will. You have an eternal spirit, and you have an eternal soul, but you do not have an eternal body. You don't. That's why people age and die, and why there are cemeteries everywhere. <laughs> do you feel eternally sad? Let's <laughs> <laughs> oh, check the feelings and emotions. Do you feel eternally pissed off? <laughs> 
There no. might need to be some sanctification I f- I in the emotion good. world. <laughs> <laughs> That's like Nina Simone times a thousand, and I, we feeling good, baby. We feeling good. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Just remind yourself, your destiny is not in the eternity of sadness of hell, but heaven. So, on earth as it is in heaven, let's go ahead and pray that. Feel good. Feel happy like you should in the anointing but where there's no anointing there's no oil of joy and that's where you see those sad witches crawl out the woodwork to try and siphon some of that sweet precious anointing oil could you pray for me pray for me i just oh oh god i just can you just you know then you get the messenger on facebook video call missed at Mm. 3 a.m oh man 8 a.m that's the devil 9 p.m well, blocked. Well, you're blocked because you're a devil. The next time you want to ask your friends <laughs> and family for prayer, stop and ask yourself this question Am I asking for witchcraft prayer right now? What do I really want? What am, what am I really desiring? And just test your own spirit, right? We test everybody else test, 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 test the prophets, test the apostles. How many times do you test the apostles before yeah. you stop? Before test you your own motives. You test your own motives. <laughs> test to the point they become murderers. Right. It's like, well, uh, I'm bleeding out. This isn't really a test anymore. Like, can you yeah. just stop stabbing me? Like, right. it's not okay to stab your leaders. If this was in Moses' time, you would be stoned to death by the congregation right now. It's true. So let's just not do that anymore instead you're stoning yourself to death by jagged rocks that you throw on anoint the anointed ones right those cover your own head and that's why people kill themselves Mm -hmm. by condemning others and people are like we want we want the power of god and revival it's like let's just stop with not stabbing one another okay (laughs) with the stabbing no no stabby stab no deal with the strife (laughs) it's not okay if you can deal with male jealousy and male strife you can have never ending revival simple as that yeah truth is most of you haven't even dealt with it and still have hidden strife and hidden jealousy it's time for elijah's circumcising dagger (laughs) in you amen Right, we're not stabbing, not stabbing others' ministries. That'll be the beginning of revival, right there. Well, the thing is, why do people think it's okay to stab each other? Because mm. you don't believe that it's real. Oh, oh right. I'm not actually doing any harm. I'm just doing whatever I feel like doing, and you can't feel, and you don't really feel it because you're called shadow work. Yeah, so, yeah. You don't really believe in it, it to be real because most of your spiritual senses are dulled. Because of a seared conscious full of iniquity. And so you're just on that demonic high of a demonic anointing. And that makes you feel pretty good about yourself. Mm. So you continue to stab others while they're in their spirit, man, is physically bleeding out. Mm. And you feel self-justified by your demon that's riding on you or inhabiting your body. And that's how it goes. And that's why Christianity is so messed up. So let's just, you know, at least in our company... And Red Letter Ministries, let us be the first company of believers to not be stabbing each other with our spiritual weapons from God. Do you think he's really going to give you a power upgrade when you're in secret jealousy and strife and you're just attacking people? And you think that the angels don't hear your thoughts? Most thoughts the angels hear. There are levels of thoughts that are more inner and more outer. And 
even those, um, I think it's Ecclesiastes, the birds that carry, it says don't even curse the king in your thoughts because a little bird will come and carry it away. I've seen them in the spirit realm. I know what it looks mm -hmm. like. Uh, That's so, what draws the demonic to most Christians yeah. is their thoughts. Right. And so how do you uh, get a hold of your thought life to have holy thoughts? Right. We have a little song, Me and the Angels. We sing it. It's kind of like the Ruth Heflin, uh, what do you call it? Like Ruth Heflin kind of tones, kind of notes. And we just, it goes, you know, in, in case you feel bombarded in your mind and they're trying to give you bad thoughts, there's a nice little song that just goes, you know, thoughts of holiness, <laughs> thoughts of holiness, thoughts of holiness. And then you go in that. And it's like, oh, yeah, okay, great reminder. Now I feel kind of drunk. I don't even remember what I was, they were trying to get me to think about. And on top of that, as a conqueror on sapphire stones, you, when you get up into the higher realms, at the top of Yetzirah and then really in Berea, in Berea, you start reaping consequences for bad thoughts. So you start to change your thoughts really yeah. fast. Yep. Um, because the, bad thoughts they actually push you out of the Kabbalah rings, out of mm -hmm. heavenly Jerusalem. Yeah. Woo! In Berea, you're accountable for your thoughts. Uh, and then in Absolute, it's more intense with the thoughts and then also your subconscious. You begin to become aware and there's enough light to start to see your subconscious. And so then you're getting held accountable for more of your subconscious. So and then, and then more of the thoughts you have a, a better control over by your spirit. So just bringing it into order. Right, the order of righteousness. So you should have righteous thoughts. Yeah. Order of Melchizedek, righteousness. Right. So at the lower rungs, you might have a struggle. It's actually really wise to engage in that struggle and overcome by the reprogramming or the renewal of your mind through the word of God and the Holy Spirit. You can actually start overcoming a lot of this stuff earlier on in the rungs as you're making progress forward. I noticed as long as you're really submitted to a God who's higher than you, that rock that's higher than you, mm. it's all Jesus Christ. So the revelations that you're guaranteed to rock, have. Higher sapphire yeah, stone. Yeah, the, the higher oh. sapphire stone than I. Submit to the sun and moon, Jesus. In that way, it's actually possible. So something that's not going to be guaranteed clear to you until absolute of Yetzirah, you can actually walk in the clarity of that revelation in Tiferet of Isaiah just by obedience, by faith understanding that even though I don't have the full revelation of this, I know this is wrong, I know that, because God's given it to me, I, I can get the revelation, and you can walk in it even before it's completely clear to you just by this rigid righteousness and not go outside of the boundary lines by taking angelic protocol seriously. And like, even if I don't understand, right, because you're not that high, I can obey, and that's good matzah, because by the time you get there, it'll be clear to you, then you fully understand, you're like, wow, I'm so glad that I adhered to that when I was down there and it wasn't as clear. You can do that the whole way. That's part of the way you'll see some people, some believers, walk in a higher grace and a higher sanctification than they actually have attained yet. And that's through a lot of it's discipline and obedience, right? You discipline your body, you discipline your mind, that you get in the word every day. Uh, you, you have your times of prayer and fasting. You listen to apostolic commandments. You honor others. You, if you notice bad thoughts, you chastise. You're already convicting and chastising yourself for having them, and you're not just waiting, you know, for your angels to say something. You're not even just waiting for a sovereign conviction of the Holy Spirit to come upon you. You're constantly looking within and saying, "Okay, like what else needs to change?" Or you know, that didn't look like great fruit, even though I don't understand. I can understand bad fruit. 
that was bad fruit. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to blame someone else for the bad fruit. Uh, what What is it that I need to change? And so you can start drawing down those things from the higher sapphire stones. Daily acts of humility. Mm-hmm. The acts of humility are the nature of the Lamb of God. That's mm-hmm. how you get his seal on your forehead. Amen. If it's acts of pride and strife, you just get further and further away from the Lamb. And that's dangerous, especially in the cosmos, because what you find out as you go up is those things that there was once a tolerance for, right? What does it say in the Word of God? Don't mistake His tolerance for His acceptance. Mm, Amen. Because when we're at the lower levels, we notice that, well, there's not really any punishment for this, this, and that. Mm. Maybe I'm right. Or Mm. we think, oh, well, God would have said something to me by now. That's a biggie. Yeah. So... We always want to walk in the fear of God is, you know, unless I have direct revelation on something, how much freedom is your freedom versus what God actually wants you to be? And so there's all those things. How do you navigate that? Only really be solid and teach and preach on what you have revelation. Right. And then, you know, there's the wisdom from experience. Right. Uh, So when God gives you the revelation, you know that it's written in you. Like if you know it's written in the word of God and it's been made real to you, you know it, it's solid. It's solid rock on which you can stand. There are other things that are up, it's too high for you. Or maybe you haven't quite got the revelation, but you can obey through obedience because let's say there's an apostolic commandment. So just by that, I'm going to go with the apostolic commandment. I'm not gonna wait right until I get my own revelation. I'm gonna be in walking in authority and walking under authority, I'm a man you know, of authority, I'm subject to authority, I'm going to walk in that way. Whereas in charismatic rebellion, it's like, oh, that's nice that you have the revelation. I'm going to wait until my own personal Jesus gives me the revelation before I obey. Even though, you know, you're the apostle or you're the prophet, you're the one in charge. And so people are like, I just, I'm not going to obey until I get my own way. Mm. You know, that's witchcraft. And, uh, the reason why people are raised like that in charismatic Christianity because there's no real leadership anywhere. Who appointed you mm-hmm. judge and ruler over us? They scoffed at Moses. Yade vave, Jesus Christ right. did. Right. <laughs> and so you start to get wise because those things that at the lower levels that there's tolerance for, why is there tolerance for that? Because it's a lower level of light, right? The closer you go to the light, the less tolerance there is for any darkness, any sin, especially if you want to get approach the throne of God in him there is no darkness no shadow of turning so as you get close to the light things burn off and to in order for you to approach closer circumcision has to happen so there can be more light so you can be acceptable and washed and cleansed to be closer to him this is about your circumcision in this life now directly impacting for all of eternity how close you will actually be to God. That's right. After then, when it's all clear and you all realize it, well, you already had your chance now. We were already here telling you now. You were set up better than anybody to be close to the throne of God and hear the message and then do it and walk in it. So you really get to choose how much of this message we've brought to you do you actually want to live out and walk in it and obey it and that's completely up to you that's completely your choice that's completely on your conscience and your shoulders because as it is written every 
single believer is responsible for his or her own conscience. Mm -hmm. That's written in the Word of God. So your conscience being clean is on your shoulders. We've given you the Word. We've given you the instruction. You know, there's so much here. So what that is is now you get to what choose about what the to naysayers? do with it. Well, they just, you know, it doesn't matter. I'm going to address yeah. the naysayers yeah. in a minute. Oh. Okay, yeah, well, the, yeah. some of these things that they're saying, I know most of you American Christians have never been in the Shekinah strong enough to be persecuted on American soil yet. But that's all I've ever known. So welcome to the club. Now, to address the attacks, because... Paul addressed his attackers, didn't he? Those Judaizers. Mm -hmm. That's what he called them. Anybody say, dogs. Dogs. So let's address the dogs. The dogs are saying, we're false apostles because we preach Kabbalah. Right? That's what they're saying. I get these things on YouTube all the time. I'm sure you guys have heard it. And you have all your little ideas and stuff about that. And I know some of you are for us and some of you are still questioning so I want to address this because it's a real issue. Cabal is in the New Testament 30 times, and it means to receive instruction. Kabbalah is a Hebrew word from the root Kabbal that's over 30 times in the Old Testament and 30 times in the New Testament. And we've released that revelation publicly already months ago. Yeah, if you went through the master class, you'd already know and have all the Hebrew references and you've already done your own homework and everything. But let me go into a deeper depth of it. So since that Hebrew word where you get Kabbalah from, which is understanding how the second heavens were created by Jesus Christ and not just ignorant of it down here in modern Christianity, because modern Christianity is not even remotely close to ancient Christianity. It's not even remotely close. For instance, Jesus and his apostles studied 1st Enoch. Jesus quotes 1st Enoch, and 1st Enoch was several hundred years old. We have the manuscripts. Already written tradition in the whole nation of Israel for several hundred years. Before that, it was oral tradition passed down from Noah himself. But we have writings of 1st Enoch that are hundreds of years older than when the Messiah Jesus Christ came and walked the earth. Okay, About 3 BC to 30 AD, give or take, and no one's really sure, but we're, right. pretty, we're pretty sure. Now listen, that what they studied was first Enoch. It's written in Jude, his, uh, Jesus' half-brother quotes Enoch directly, and the book of Revelation literally quotes it verbatim. Almost all the New Testament has Enochian influence. Understand, First Enoch is considered the handbook and the manual of Kabbalah. First Enoch that was in the Bible from 0 to 500 in all Christianity was canonized scripture. First Enoch is considered the foundation book and manual of all Kabbalah in the world. Okay? So just to establish that where people are coming from charismatic, paranoid, schizophrenic realms of Pentecostalism and, and Jezebel's Tower with the gifts of the Spirit, and you just, there's so much ignorance, and there's so much intense 
false knowledge from religious spirits and Mm -hmm. witchcraft spirits, bewitched of Galatians chapter 3, practically all over the place, that you don't even understand history or the facts of the origin of Christianity. Right. The reason why a lot of Christians might not take one Enoch seriously is because they believe all those lies about the Alexandria Library, and they think, oh, that's just when it was written. No, you have to understand that's when the copies were made. It's much older of a manuscript than that. And so, yeah, just do your do some real research. You do your homework. And be so, led by the Holy Spirit. The thing is, is Jesus talks about the sun in his gospel frequently. But it's some it's an area in the charismatic church we don't really go. I notice some prophets go there. I've seen Bobby Connor go there. I've seen Bob Jones go there. I've seen the extreme leadership of the called and sent and chosen of the glory stream go there and address the main leaders. Mm-hmm. Most don't go there. It's just like kind of a no-go zone. We skip the second heavens. We go straight into the third heaven. Well, this is a generation that doesn't skip the second heavens. This is a generation mm-hmm. of Joshua, the promised land generation, that makes second heavens new heavens where righteousness dwells. And that's our mission. That's what we're predestined for ordained as sons of God to actually do. So we're doing our job. Your job is to be Bereans and to actually understand history and be accurate and not just be enculturated in your couple hundred year old Christian mm-hmm. history that's almost not even relevant to what Jesus and his disciples actually walked in or were taught or the culture that they lived in. We have such a European Christianity that it's not even Hebrew anymore. Salvation's from the Jews. You see that in most Christian churches in the South. They'll kick you out. They're anti-Semitic. Straight up anti-Jewish like Martin Luther that blamed the Jews for the killing of Jesus and became an anti-Semite. And Jesus had to kill him prematurely because he turned on the Jewish race. You understand that's what happened to Martin Luther, the reformist of Germany? So a lot of this stuff is so deeper and older than the little short-term history we have in Christianity, that if you don't go far enough back, you're not even going to understand the foundations of Moses, Torah, uh, Jesus, the Messiah, Mm -hmm. and all the prophets. Uh, But if you read Acts, they all did. That was foundational in the church of Acts. Stephen was a, a waiter, a server of tables. He wasn't an apostle. But his sermon in Acts reveals what everyone was taught and understood, which means they had teaching on the Klippeth, Remphon and Molech, he mentions. They had understanding of the black ladder and the white ladder, clearly written. He's talking about the Mm -hmm. sun and the moon and the stars in his sermon, explaining to the Sanhedrin aspects of Kabbalah that were understood, literally, guys, by everyone in Israel. That's part of Judaism. Mm -hmm. That's part of Jewish history. Mm -hmm. For the Christians to be removed from the Kabbalah of Enoch and even ancient Jewish history is to form a different religion altogether. And that's what this modern form of Christianity has become. It's utterly paganism. Mm -hmm. And it will be anathema with the goat's head battering ram at his left hand into the lake of burning foreskins forever. Chapter 1 of Heaven Waits the Bride, chapter 1 of the final quest. Understand they're married. Same vision. 
by Rick Joyner and Anna Roundtree. Same vision. It is your modern, and by modern, I mean Middle Ages to present. 500 AD to present time Christianity, which is, you mean, it literally means you're not even connected to the first century apostolic church. It is a made-up Christianity by Jesuits, by the papal councils, by literally warlocks of the Klippeth, the Jews who wrote many mm -hmm. Jewish mystical books in the Middle Ages to, because they're being persecuted so severely. They didn't have the affluence that they had now. Middle Ages, the Jews were persecuted with gypsies and Christians were ruling Europe. Okay, do you understand European history? You need to because it forms most of your current Christian belief systems and demonic strongholds in your brains right now and it needs to be circumcised off. It's not even close to our Hebrew roots. It's not even close to our messianic roots of salvation from the Messiah Jesus Christ of Nazareth. It's not even close. And we say, oh, Hebrew roots, we're getting into that. Listen, no, we're getting into the gospel. Okay? Everything's been twisted because human beings are twisted. If you're on the earth, you're in the valley of death, which means your consciousness is interwoven with death and everything you think and believe already. So you couldn't get any worse, and yet you're fearful about new revelations and new knowledge, and yet you're in the lowest rung of existence in the valley of death, Malkut of Messiah. All of you are there right now, and, you, and if you're not, if you have ascended a little higher, your body's down here in the world of action. So you're going to have to deal with this. And we're going to deal with it in the way originally intended by the apostles. It's the restoration to the first century expression of Messiah and true Judaism. Messiah, new covenant. What is Judaism? Moses and the Lamb standing on Zion. Revelation 15, the, the overcomers, the fulfillment of the law, not the removing of the law, with the hyper-grace heretics, the fulfilling of the law. I have not come to do away with the law, but to fulfill it. The difference, guys, is attacking the Jews, like all the anti-Semite Christians last 500 years, and going into the established Kabbalah of the Jews, the oral tradition of Moses and Aaron, which was common knowledge to every Jew in Israel at the time of Jesus, but you guys think it's demonic. It was called Holy Kabbalah. It was the oral tradition of Moses. And I don't have to twist your arm. You need to do your research. You need to study to show yourself approved. I don't even care what you believe. I know I'm right. I know you're wrong. That's not the issue. The issue is I care about your souls and I want you to be right. successful in the expression of salvation that Jesus Christ of Nazareth brought. And your current pagan Christianity is far from that reality. Truth, anyhow. Amen. Yeah, that's a lot of compassion to tell you the truth because at the hearing of this word, you are now held responsible for that. And you're responsible for that decision. Even if he didn't explain it in all that detail to you just now like he did, which was out of compassion, you're still held responsible at the hearing of these messages through Joel's bar. So what does that mean? Consequences. Um, there are consequences for our actions. There are consequences for not believing the truth when it comes and not taking action on that truth as led by the Holy Spirit, right? If we fight the Holy Spirit, you know, he keeps, you know, chasing after you, you know, trying to get you to do the right thing. But if you keep denying him, denying his message, denying his sent ones, 
you know, what else are you, are you going to do? There's going to be consequences, and that's not what God wants for your life. It's just, that's the reality of, reality of things. And we're coming to the end of that time of the common era of gr common grace. Amen. Yeah. And, uh, whew, you know. Which means it's time for some merit. Grace. Yep. Revelation 22, what's the last thing the Messiah said? You guys know? Time to divvy out rewards based on merit only. That's Jesus Christ in the red letters. Read it for yourself tonight. That's your homework. Revelation 22. Read it again and get the red letter version so you know when the Messiah has given you a commandment, he's talking about gaining merit, good works. Not strange fire dead ideas in your own brain from the uncircumcised foreskins of your hearts and minds and the membrane that hasn't been chopped off by Elijah's dagger because the angel Sandalphon wants to cut all kinds of crap out of our hearts and minds. Most of you resist the angels still and cling to demon spirits. Mm -hmm. And it really shows, and it's time to soften your hearts. Amen. Amen. One of the other meanings of cabal is it's to receive, to receive instruction, but one of the other meanings is to choose. So there's no, it's actually not possible for anyone whether you watch this video or not, it's not possible for anyone to avoid Kabbalah. It's not like, oh, that's just not for me. If you reject Jesus Christ Kabbalah, your automatic default other options, there's only two options, Christ or Satan's kingdom. It's not like all this in between, Truth I don't have it. So when you're automatically rejecting Christ, you're accepting Satan, whether you understand that or not. It, so it's not one of those things like, oh, I just, I Especially just can't get Especially if you hear Kabbalah. apostolic instruction yeah. from the throne of God, then mm -hmm. it's like swift judgment. If you don't mm -hmm. want that, you've literally made a decision for eternity in your hearts mm -hmm. and minds against his throne. That's why we see such severe consequences of those that right. reject our message. Yeah. And for people think they're the exception. No, God loves me so much. He does love you so much, but he doesn't change his ways for anyone. Amen. So that word cabal, that also means to choose. So cabal this day who you will serve. Which mountain, which seven mountains of Kabbalah, right? The seven mountains of Satan's cabal or the seven mountains of Jesus's cabal. Uh, can we look at just the mountains just briefly? The, the mountain mountain. ranges. Yeah, the mountain. This is what we're talking about. You, you only get to choose one or the other a lot of people have mixed her because of that time of common grace and it's time to decide well we're walking into that time of kingdom age divine <laughs> grace and so the truth is going out there's and, catholic uh, jesus on the left that's lucifer satan right there yep for sure mm -hmm. so whether there's beautiful white dove gemstones you know who are you serving Whose lightning will came down through Kabbalah circles? Was it the Klippeth, uncircumcision of sapphire stones? Or was it the holy Sephirah and the holy Kabbalah of Jesus Christ and the lightning path of Enoch? So, these are the two kingdoms. These are the two different mountain ranges mentioned in the book of Enoch. This is the way. So, you had to choose which side. And You'll be cabaled from the black ladder or cabaled from the white ladder. And there's a ladder already on every one of your heads. That's what having a nefesh soul, being born a woman, is. It's an eternal soul. 
Now what you do with it determines if it gets upgraded or downgraded for eternity. And your bad decisions and your bad actions and your bad words and your bad thoughts can be forgiven through the blood of Jesus if you actually repent. And that's the mercy seat. So he grants repentance unto Shekinah life. But you have to change your heart, your attitude, your thoughts, your ways, circumcise the leprosy, which is the black speech of the black ladder of the fallen angels out of your mouths. So it's not poison and slime coming out. It's like praises and prophecy coming out all the time out of your belly, even out of your nefesh belly, out of your ruah belly. Most of you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, speak in tongues. So out of your ruah belly will flow rivers of the Holy Spirit. Obey the Holy Spirit in the rivers. Guess what's going to happen? You're going to start ascending from glory to glory. Amen. Amen. I just, wow, this is really crazy. I just remembered a really old vision. I mean, from like... 20 years ago at least probably more than like 20 at least 20 years ago there's these uh two i think they were children and one of them when they open up their mouth bad things come out like mm. frogs and snakes and then the other one when they open their mouth it's like gemstones and sapphires mm. and rubies and diamonds sounds like a book of revelation come out of the mouth and then they're just when they open up their mouth there's just so many gemstones they just they close their mouth and just a pile of gemstones Oh. Yeah, out of your mouth the heart speaks. We're meant to have the heart of David at bare minimum. Bare the minimum. lowest rung, Malkut of Isaiah, is being circumcised to having the heart of King David, the perfect king, represented as the father of the Messiah. The messianic nature of Jesus Christ is in King David. Truth anyhow. Mm. He is the son of David. Hosanna the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They called him the son of David. And then when mm. they tried to press him on being the son of David, he's like, Yes, and I'm also mm -hmm. the son of God, too. And like, well, no one dared ask me another question. Do you want to know what the <laughs> evidence is of the heart of David? The evidence that you currently possess the heart of David is when someone comes around in a Saul type of a spirit and tries to murder you continuously, mm. or, you know, maybe like spears you through your spirit, that you love them and you preserve their life as David preserved Saul's life many times. He still cared for him, and he feared God. Mephibosheth. Yeah. And, yeah, he took care of him. But even before that, yeah. finding him in the cave, yeah, he could have killed him many times. Saul. He could have killed Saul many times, but he feared God. He's like, I will not touch mm. God's anointed. So what did that do? It preserved his kingdom. So that's evidence that you have the heart of David is those all those people that are just trying to... Christians? Three Kings. That's a, right. a an RLM recommended book about Absalom, Saul, and David. That was required reading for me in Teen Challenge in the year 2000. And check it out, because the whole book is about imparting into your heart through the circumcision of the sword of the Spirit, the heart of David. Because it's the bare minimum of a new covenant Christian. Not RLM, of a new covenant Christian. Truth in you. Amen. And there's a really powerful verse that you were reading just before the bar. I don't know if you wanted to... Uh, read that for people. This is this powerful. One? Yeah. Oh, okay. He was reading this, and it was just like <laughs> this verse right before we started. Should I read it a, with all the dramatized action? Yeah, because it was Oh, man. Clear my throat. Oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, I'm I'm thirsty for righteousness, mm. but also for a grapefruit soda if someone wants to grab me one. Please and thank you. Revelation 10.4. Soda. This is about... The oral tradition of the New Testament. 
So we have a lot of written tradition. That's why we have a lot of Pharisees. Thank you. Because without oral tradition, none of your written tradition is alive in you. You don't, literally don't have any revelation. You're practically the walking dead. Mm -hmm. You're no different than the Jews that killed the Messiah unless you have oral tradition. Now the oral tradition is what this verse is all about. Revelation 10.4 And when the seven peals of thunder had spoken, I was about to write, but I heard a voice from heaven saying, Seal up the things which the seven peals of thunder have spoken, and do not write them down. We're like, well, where's the verse for that? Maybe it's in this part he said, seal up, buckwheat. <laughs> huh? Don't write seal down the book buckwheat. of the thunders, and don't write down the book of the lightnings. Why? Because God himself commanded Apostle John, chief apostle of the Lamb, to not write it down. That's why. That's why. And if you write it down, guess what? You're going to die at that level. Because yeah. you disobeyed the voice, the audible voice of God himself. So people are like, where's the verse for that? Well, it's, maybe it's in the lightnings mm -hmm. and the thunders. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get a life. Yeah, and in the book of Luke, he's, he says, he references things that are not written and says, you know, according to the how you were orally instructed by us. Uh, but, you know, it's interesting about that. The seven, seven thunders and sealing it up. I had an encounter, um, was it, I can't remember which year it was, like maybe two years ago now, a year and a half, two years ago, I had this encounter, I was told to go to this, there was a conference that was happening when I was living in Austin, Texas, was it, was it in Texas? I'm trying to remember which city, well, I can't remember which city the conference was in, uh, but the author of the Passion Translation was there with his wife, and you know, I, the, the, that has been, other than the Amplified Classic, which is like my longtime favorite, the Passion Translation has always been, you know, my favorite translation. And, you know, just really captures the heart of the Father. Very emotional. We like it. I like it, yeah. It's really good Lots for the feelings. Feels, you yeah. know. Mm. Get the feels, like those feelings, too. Feelings are the most important thing. They're so important. Bob Jones. Yeah. And so, you know, I just, I really admire them as authors. And it's just, it's been always, it's for a long time, it's been one of my favorite translations. And so I had an opportunity to go and, you know, to mm -hmm. hear them speak and get, you know, get to, you know, hear the message. And I thought it was, oh, you know, I mean, I don't know, like I, the kind of circles that I come from, like professionally and everywhere that I've worked, I, I've been around a lot of people, you know, if you love an author, it's such a cool thing to get to meet them or to kind of see like, Christian who is celebrity. the person. You know, and Ryan Simmons. Yeah, um, yeah. So I don't know. I love my friends who weren't Christian. It was one of those things that you, if you love, you know, even though my non-Christian coworkers <laughs> or people who are just agnostic in general, they could understand and be really happy for me that I got to meet one of my favorite authors. Uh, it was just that kind of opportunity. Did you get his autograph. I did. So I they had a book signing, and I went. And at that point, I think they had uh, they had seen some of my stuff online. And they were just like, oh, that's, you know, amazing that's what God's doing now. in your life. And so they recognized me from online. So I was kind of shocked that they recognized my face. Like, I'm not, I wasn't really used to people out in the wild, like, knowing me from online. And so I go through the line, and they had a big, you know, drink with me. You know, they were uh, the end of the drink. Let's have a big drink. And uh, I think the the first comment, I think, of Dr. Simmons, you know, doctor, was, um, Something like, you sure know how to hold your new wine. Whoa, and whoa, I was whoa, like, whoa, well, whoa. I'm thinking in my head, like, you have no idea, man. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. So they do the book signing, and they said some really nice things. 
And but as soon as I get in the line and that happens, he was going to write something in the book. I brought my um, uh, I've had it for such a long time. My uh, the passion translation of Song of Songs. And I was so excited because that book changed my life. It, it's if you need to know like the love of God, you haven't had the experience of the love of God. Just read that again and again and again. And it just it it's amazing. So I, I brought that. And as he's going to write, and all of a sudden he got jolted like with electricity. And he was like, oh, the Holy Spirit just told him, like, he's like, the Holy Spirit just gave me a verse for you. Like he got jolted, like he physically, it looked like he got jolted. It was like a pop. It's like, the Holy Spirit just gave me a verse for you. And he wrote it down. And I thought, oh, it was awesome. And then, you know, his wife Candace, she wrote a really beautiful uh, prophetic verse uh, in there about what time and what season I was in and it had to do with all the release of this that was about to come out and then they, I, she had no idea I don't think the well, depth Leviticus of what it Leviticus 19 if you are a dwarf you are to be stoned to death <laughs> that was the one no, it was the one about the time of the birds singing or something oh, like that sorry, but I it had to do it had to do with um in the, in the sapphire stone interpretation the Lord had showed me how it was about um you know going up the rungs and just the that springtime coming forth but the one that uh dr simmons brian had written in the book he when he got jolted and said oh the holy spirit has a verse for you like it was completely like sovereign uh dan it was daniel 12 4. so i've got this queued up in a couple of versions here and this was before keep in mind this was before we started teaching Kabbalah here at um, the Holy Kabbalah at Joel's Bar. And I hadn't talked to anyone about this, but I'd been learning in secret. I'd been getting caught up into the heavenlies, into the school of Enoch. I'd seen the new heavens and new earth. I'd shared a few things like Enoch related things, but I'd never shared anything about the Holy Kabbalah. Uh, and this is the word that the Holy Spirit gave Dr. Brian Simmons, and he got jolted and wrote it and said, Oh, the Holy Spirit gave me a verse for you. This is it. Daniel 12, 4. But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. And then another version, it says, But you, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Then many shall run to and fro and search anxiously, through the book, referring to the Bible, and knowledge of God's purposes as revealed by his prophets shall be increased and become great. And the verse right before that one is, and the teachers and those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament, and those who turn many to righteousness, to uprightness and right standing with God shall give forth light like the stars forever and ever and so of course i had to go and look it up now in the passion translation which is and you daniel must guard these words this is the verse that he wrote mm. down in my book the verse that the holy spirit gave brian simmons to give to me at that moment and you daniel must guard these words and keep the scroll sealed until the time of the end Many will go here and there, and knowledge will continue to increase. And so I knew at that moment it was not yet time to release the revelation. Mm. And I did not know how long that time would be. And that time ended up being until when uh, Brandon and I last 
fall, it was like at the end of summer, early fall, mm -hmm. we were watching Enoch together, Book of First Enoch, Christopher Glynn's channel. And when it got to the part where it has the secret, the revelation of the Ophanim wheels of the sun and the portals there, all of a sudden he popped with revelation and I watched him get some revelation came in about that. And he was like, whoa, and you, could, you know when it pops, you know, somebody yeah, pops. Pops like popcorn. And then I'm like, is it happening? And then I look over to my right, the angel said, it's time, tell him. And I was like, I gotta test the angel because I know like it's supposed to be sealed up. Mm. And I, I asked the angel three times, are you sure? Is it time? Because I take it so seriously. And they're like, he's got, he's open. The revelation is there. Mm. Bam. And so we just, here it is. And then here's the opening. And then here you go. And then he came right up. Yep. That's when yeah. uh, the moon, you saw it open up for me and the, the white ladder appeared and mm. uh, began to really understand the, the heavens like Enoch in a major way. Now, I want, this is something cool about Brandon's journey, and there's no one else that's going to have this privilege, so you do have to go from the moon, Yassad, Dahad, and to Netza. Uh, when that revelation opened up, I reached down as an angelic being with my hand, and I brought him directly into the sun. And the, the authorization to do that, after I told him uh, the revelation, as the angel said, gave me clearance to tell him because he got revelation popped open on that part of Enoch. I can feel, feel like, oh, what is this? Can I do it? No, you can't do this. Mm -hmm. Because before I brought him into there and reached down and pulled him into the sun, I, I told him that this there's a standard thing that you must agree with and and like verbally confess before you go, come into, the, into this. And I said it, and he said it out loud. And with that, on top of that, because he had already passed, he had just passed all his major tests of overcoming all those rungs so he had already passed all the tests of Yusad, Had, and Netza so legally he was allowed to and had been at the major you know forefront of overcoming uh, Jezebel's Tower, Black Moon, I mean everything, everything. RLM had gone through previously yeah. was my training ground with yep. Elijah Sandalfon uh, yeah. to take the big jump Yep, and so, so so with that, he got to go from mountaintop, Malkut. I literally saw my angel hand, like my hand reach down out of the chariot of the sun and pull him all right into the portals of the sun. Mm -hmm. And so I had authorization and clearance to And I'd that. already told you people yeah. five for five years on yeah. Joel's bars previously how the sun came down mm -hmm. and had spoken inside Joel's bar, the mm -hmm. glorious coming. Remember I had told you that 50 times. Yep. And then the sun came down, and I was taken up, and I'm mm -hmm. never coming down ever again. Yep. Never coming down. This ladder is the only place to be. Up and up forever and ever. Amen. And don't think, oh, well, that's not fair. How am I going to do it? There's other people who've Through gotten in. teaching, easily. Yeah. There's that's already, not even hard. Yeah, he's not even the only one who's gotten up that high end of the sun. And you just do it by, you know, Yasad, Dahad, Netza, and then Tiferet. But Your guys... Yeah. Your guys' cosmic Christianity it's been done. is about to go so viral. I mean, you should be shaken and trembling because it's about to revolutionize the universe. The same way the oral tradition of the Jews in the Middle Ages, who were the most oppressed, persecuted, impoverished people in Europe, when the oral tradition was given to them, they became the rulers mm -hmm. of every aspect of society. When the Christians get the oral tradition mm -hmm. of Jesus Christ and his apostles of the New Testament, the Christians will become the rulers through Jesus Christ of every aspect of society. And that is what this is the cusp of. 
truth anyhow. Right. And some of you that you've been kind of on the fence, uh, I wouldn't wait. Uh, I really wouldn't wait until, you know, there's a lot of the younger um, generation that's going to come on board and get it really quickly because they just don't have... They were never really... Some of them, they were never really into that charismatic religion. And so some of these younger people, they're going to take to it really naturally. And you don't want to... Imagine yourself being in that position when all of a sudden the young kids are coming around and they're going right up the sapphire stones and yeah. you're just like, how do I get off of the black milk hoot? Right. Deliver me from the melt hoot, Lord, you know? The children like, will that's just not live gonna on the stars before the parents I know will. you're not going to like that, so just don't, don't set yourself up for that situation, okay? Just... Go ahead and do it so that way you can help the kids when they come around. Encourage them people. to go up. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so just it's, it's time to, like, just make up your mind and, and believe God, what God said. Man and woman was yeah. never intended to live in the valley of death. That's the curse of the fall. So the kids whose heart is being drawn up into heaven because this is the generation that starts living on the stars, inhabiting the promised mm -hmm. land of the, of the heavenlies, when all of that stuff of predestination, foreordination, and the heavenly calling is activated in them through the apostolic commandment of Rebecca and I and the apostles of the Lamb, they'll go right up. Why? They don't have the doubt and unbelief that you have. They weren't trained in the religious demon. They weren't discipled in Satan for decades like you. Right? That's the reason why. They weren't trained in doubt. They weren't trained in unbelief. They get immediate training in righteousness. They go into the realms of righteousness. So don't stop the kids. If you try to stop the kids, you'll be fighting God himself. Truth in hell. Let them go up. Let the kids be the leaders. The real kids of righteousness. They'll probably clear out a lot of the demonic and make it really easy and for you. <laughs> doesn't mean that you stop parenting them, but yeah. you allow them to be submit to in, their that higher, in that higher priesthood. You have to submit to their apostolic authority. Yeah. Absolutely, because the kingdom belongs to such as these. Yeah. Because they are angels. You can't they're not like they're angels. Not they are demons. angels. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and the, but all their flaws are going to be literally fixed and taken care of as they go up. So, Amen. you know, don't be, you know. And you can follow your kids yeah. up into the heavens. Yeah. That's how it's going to work in this generation. Ooh. I heard Bob Jones say that a thousand times. I've seen it in my dreams. They took to it like um, the older people were like, you know, the old retro uh, 80s banner with the eagle. And then Brandon was there trying to convince them about what God's already doing like hey he's already moving forward this is behind you're left behind in the dust so don't get left behind the dust come on let's go and they were still trying to do the same kind of stone age Christianity yeah but the kids uh, our headquarters was like an arcade and I remember Brandon pointed out to me isn't that how it was on like the Sailor Moon show and I was like prophecy again so I went back and looked at the the TV show that was prophesying and the name of the arcade was like Crown something. Uh -huh. And I was like, okay, like Ketter, right? You know? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, mind blown. Man, it's time to get a Joel's Bar arcade. Yeah, and so all the kids, they would come in and they would play in the arcade and they would learn <laughs> righteousness. And it all had like that neon, um, the neon arcade colors and like the glowing lights because especially the there was blue, I think there was like red too. But the blue is like that electric blue of, um, if you get anywhere around like Metatron, there's all that light. They'll probably electric be spending glue. their quarters as they're considered tithe, though. Is <laughs> it charged by the hours? <laughs> and it was crazy because it was in the spiritual realm, but I wonder if we'll have an actual arcade too. But what they were doing is they were learning righteousness. 
I was actually just thinking the other day, like, wouldn't it be awesome because some of the, there's some, it would be so great if we had someone who made video game design. I would love. Oh, we will. I would love to have learning righteousness because living this life on sapphire stones, it's literally like you're in a video game. It, we're going to have movies about life. Enoch and, yeah. and real first through fifth century Christianity without the Clippus versions and the Clippus mm -hmm. of Antichrist, Christianity, uh -huh. paganism, all that's going to be anathema. And we're going to have every aspect of society glorified. Has, it's a promise. Has anyone here or watching online ever played a video game that was like a, like an RPG, but where you have to kind of grind and level up? Does any, has it, raise your hand if you have. Have you played and you have to grind and level up? Contra. Right. Okay. So this is an, it's so crazy because when you level up your own spirit, you get cleansed, you get healed, you bulk up your spirit. We talk about weightlifting, we talk about that, but let's talk about in video game terminology, a lot of you are getting ready to go cosmic. Have you ever played when those games you, you grind for a while? What is that? Mm. You get OP for the next round. You're like, okay, I know there's a boss battle coming up here and I need to level up at least to this level. So you spend like, what, like three, four, sometimes five hours mm -hmm. grinding, leveling up. I just got to keep Like in Zelda, grinding. you're going to need at least 13 hearts yeah, to exactly. defeat that dungeon. If you only got four hearts, you're going to die for sure. Exactly. So before you go cosmic, you're going to, you got to count the cost. Like, all right, how many hearts do I need? Consider the cost before you go to war. Yeah. In Holy Ghost video games. Or for me, it was po Pokemon, you know, before you go to beat the gym leader, you got to go level up and fight the other little Pokemon, all the wild Pokemon. I sold my PS5 and gave the money to charity because <laughs> I'm getting merit now in real life video games. Real life video games, yeah. So it's a really good allegory because, you know, if there was a really hard boss, <laughs> you spend time grinding, which is you spend time leveling up. So before you go cosmic or before you go to like your next battle with the enemy in your own real life, that's when you put the Bible on, right? I, that's how you start to think, how much am I going to need to level up in my spirit in union with Christ before I face this next battle? So it literally it's like that. Or like when you have those multiple choice interactions with people. What choice of words at this time in your interaction with someone? What are the consequences here? What is this in the invisible realm? What's actually happening? Not just like the surface level, what everyone thinks is happening. What's the underlying yeah. thing? In the invisible yeah. real world, what's happening? In the invisible Not real the world. Not the fake 1% yep. that your senses can feel and see. That is fake. That's the clay realm. Right. It's the fakest realm. Right, so, Trisonia. and what, what demon is being channeled subtly through words and questions and and what angels are watching, what are my options, what's in my tool belt, what kind of weaponry do I have, which is spiritual weaponry, to beat the enemy, to beat the demon, and to help the other person overcome. Mm -hmm. So it's not really about you versus Gonna them. Gonna need some weapons upgrades. Which is in the Bible. Ain't far with cloth armor. Uh... Yeah, there was one time we had a, there was some kind of, uh, it was basically like the plague that had come through. You need that ancient, ultra-rare, like a like, uh, gauntlet armor. <laughs> Teresa of Avila interior castle infinity gauntlet, which is yeah. actually her hand. The whole infinity gauntlet was based off of Legendary Teresa of Avila's class barbarian hand. glory. And it's encased in gold with gemstones. And like some warrior conqueror person had like stolen her arm 
so that you could have victory in battle. Complete set, head to toes, sapphire armor. Yeah. Amen. Or like in Minecraft, all like all diamond, sapphire, like everything. If you were to sell it on eBay, yeah. they'd offer you a trillion dollars. Yeah. You can't. Even better than Pokemon from the 90s. That's intense. Oh, wow. Those little packs go for 10 grand 10 a pack. 10 grand a pack, yeah. Man, I used to have so many of those too, man. Some of you don't know nothing, do you? <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know nothing. Well, Welcome to the up. real world. Oh, yeah, the, the level up. There was one time uh, we had uh, those, uh, the pig spirit thing, the legion. Uh, when, I, when I was visiting Minneapolis, we had that, the legion spirit was around, like the one from the, actually in the Bible um, that mm. happened yeah, with confirming signs and wonders. I get off the plane and some kind of dark clouds trying to choke me to death. Dominion. And, and I'm coughing, and then I'm like, oh god, I had to wrestle this thing off. I'm like, what is trying to kill me over here? And then I sit and I, I pray, and then I look up, and the angel, you know, the angel notifications. And I look over as the angel notifies me. A man walks in with a t-shirt on through the doors and says, Legion. And I was like, of course, and it had like all the lakes. And I was like, whoa, he sent the Legion into the pigs into the water. Mm. And so I was like, so, okay, so Legion, it's the lakes. So that's, I was like, so that uh, entity, that, that Legion from actually in the Bible was like, that's what we're dealing with. And so I started to tell Brandon about it. And he's like, yeah, if God reveals something to you, that means you have authority to do something about it. And at first I was like, awesome. But then I was like, all right, World what do action. I do about it? <laughs> I was like, okay, what do I do about it? So I had to, you know, pursue. Word, commandments. Your words will carry the very scrolls that angels will take because when you get a revelation it's an impartation of what the holy ghost wants to do in a situation mm -hmm. and when then you speak after the revelation it's a scroll an angel takes mm -hmm. the scroll and does it that's yep. how it works yep amen that's why sometimes we'll stamp our seal on it with a you know we're gonna do that but uh then i had to seek the lord on okay and i remembered what i went into what do i know about it and then let me ask the Lord and wait to see what he says about it so first you go into well what do I know about it and then what is the Lord saying about it so what I know about Legion he sent it out of the person into the pigs then the pigs went into the water so it ended up in the water and for now for whatever reason it's in 6,000 demon spirits so now they were in the lakes of Minnesota and I could mm. see that, and I was like, that. I was like, that's what out. we're dealing with. And so then that, uh, that Send night. Send them up to the Canadians in Hudson Bay. Right. Amen. So I stayed here at the crack house that time, and the <laughs> we had a Bible spa on. Jo Joe Biden's swimming pool in Delaware. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> or just eternal abyss. <laughs> okay. Just flush it down the cosmic toilet. Half of them can go to Joe Biden's swimming pool. <laughs> just throw Joe Biden's <laughs> swimming pool Joe in. Joe Biden's <laughs> drinking water. Oh, <laughs> uh, hallelujah. Hey, look at my Just put that down as it Love was Love your enemies, part. brother. That was the comedic Oh, part. I am. Uh, I am. Okay, okay, you can punish you with love, right? And that's how it's it about to get so over. good in America. Yeah. We're about to have an American demon free zone. Yeah. Truth, anyhow. Oh, yeah. So, this is how this uh, goes back to leveling up your spirit. This happened with Legion. So, let's say you're dealing on with a biblical level entity or entities, Legion, in the Bible. 
what do you do? Because some of you, you're going to deal with things. You're not going to know what to do. And no one you ask is going to be able to tell you the specifics. They might give you wisdom and advice. But you have to learn how to hear the voice of God and how he wants to interact with you. It's not always going to be the same. Right? Bob Jones said, the enemy cannot block up all of your senses at once. So have good use of all of your spiritual senses. So if some of them are blocked up. Drink that Yachita. Yeah. You get super energized like Popeye eating spinach. Yep. I have watched missionaries, guys, in the glory stream. They'd be in a terrible situation in a third world nation, and they just start drinking the glory. I know none of you understand this, but the glory been around like 30 years, 30, 40 years, the glory stream. And we had a lot of missionaries since then. They'll start literally drinking the glory. And then be able to just completely ransack the demonic yeah. altercation. Yeah, I had. Um, it works. Yeah, sorcerers um, astral projecting into a house that I used to live in, trying to do their enchantment things, and like all these demonic portals opening up, and I'm freaking out. And you know what I did? This, you do this, start drinking, bam. So yeah, do you, you trust have in the drink? Popeye's you... spinach. Yeah. If you know how to drink and tap into Elijah's river of life and you're obedient to the Holy Spirit with your life, mm -hmm. the energy will come every single time mm -hmm. there's an attack. Right. And so you will always overcome. If your default setting is freak out, freak out, text someone for help, text help, help me someone, help me, help me, that will get you by some of the time. Because then somebody else is going to pray for that you. That ain't very mature. But you're not going to get very far with it. So you want to be able to, first you deal with it and you handle it. Discover and then the you, river, brother. And then you text for the backup for support. So you start to handle it first, <laughs> and then you ask for the support. You there don't want is to, a river yep. whose streams make glad the city of our Yarevave. Amen. Amen. So level up. This is what happened. We got to the place, you see the lakes. Okay, we're dealing with Legion. Legion went from where? Out of the man who was possessed, into the pigs, into the lakes. And now we're dealing with, in the Minneapolis lakes, there was Legion. Literally the demonic entities from the Bible, that was really happening. And God had asked me to do something about it. And I didn't know what or how at all. And so then I sought the Lord. How did I, how did I seek the Lord? In the word of God. And I felt that impression, that still small voice of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> You're going to need to read some more of the word to bulk up your spirit to wrestle this one. I remember picking her up from the airport when it was all going down. And it was a very intense situation. Yeah. I was like, man, that's good apostolic training for you. I'm yeah. so glad you're going through that right now. <laughs> Amen. So, yeah, just, you know, all that going on. So what I did was Bible Spa. We had it all set up in here for Bible Spa with the the screen and, and the spa music bible bible and i did well, how many was it six hours oh no i think six seven eight it was six or engaged i engaged in torah i engaged in torah i think the first six hours of um people were started to do it with me two people lasted six hours with me oh, yeah. after the six hours they went to bed and it was like seven or eight hours i finished it but as soon as it was done i finished at like 4 20 a.m on the dot mm. And then I was like, oh, perfect timing. We'll just, you know, glory, it hallelujah. It sometimes. Yeah. And, and so that's, that was the as leading of the takes. spirit. So what I did was I put my hand on my spirit. And I, let, I forced my eyes for like eight hours to go word to word and read it and understand what it's saying. 
and then your eyes want to look away. You want to start imagining other things or thinking about your life in other places. You know when you start to lose, you, you find yourself thinking about things, people, places, mm. and you but you consciously force your consciousness, not in your imagination, mm. not out there in some other vision, right here, Bible, right now. Mm -hmm. That's it. Burn Force that well, well, yeah. Only, yeah. only just drinking water, and then take, and then taking a bathroom break. That's it. Burn your evil yeah. thoughts out of your evil heads and until they turn white. If one arm got tired, that's what engaging in the Word of God does every time. Amen. So I take one arm and I kind of use a pillow to prop my elbow so I didn't get too sore, and then switch to the other arm sometimes. So I, ch I channel the glory out of my hand, right? Because laying on of hands, as it's written, the laying on of hands. I put it on my own spirit. And I would just alternate left hand, right hand, so I wouldn't get too tired. Use a pillow to prop it up, and get real comfortable. These are really nice, really comfortable leather sofa, and just keep going, just keep going, just keep going. The word is our holiness. The word is our sanctifier. The word is our Shekinah glory. Unless the word kicks everything else out of there that's in there, you ain't even gonna have God in you. Amen. Yep. So if you got a big battle coming up, <laughs> put a lot of the word in and you'll have what you need. That's why people feel the way they do and they're so dead. You haven't let God take over your body. Okay. Let me tell you this. There was another one. Uh, we were one For one chapter, I said, hey guys, for this one chapter, why don't we pray in tongues, but not just praying in tongues and not reading, still force your eyes to look and read it word by word as it's reading it to you. So you read it in English and understand in English, mm -hmm. and then not using your brain for your tongues, but just using your tongues without needing your mind for it. So you read it in tongues. So you're reading it in tongues. So we did a whole chapter of that, and during that chapter, one of the girls that was here doing this with us, I it popped, so this glory bubble popped open, and I began to understand her tongues as if she was speaking English for a short time, and just whoosh, and then what what she said when we finished that chapter went to the next chapter it was a line from the very next chapter of the bible which was say to wisdom i love you mm. and so i was like whoa i love you wisdom and so at the end of that i go to bed everyone's already gone to sleep and the last you know the last one down here i get i close and lock the door the room i'm staying in Nobody in the house is moving. Nobody's awake, and the cat wasn't even here because he was like at the veterinarian. Cat or something. had maxed out too. Can't yeah, have he, any more Torah. He was. He had. A, he had an overnight. He he was at the burned at, all of his nine lives on the cross. <laughs> yeah. So there was no at that point. Spider was the only cat living in the house, <laughs> and he was at a multiple day stay uh, for his whatever veterinary services oh, yeah. that he had scheduled, and so the cat's at the cat sitter. There's no animals in the house. <laughs> All the humans are completely knocked out because we just did so many hours of Bible, most than probably anyone had done at that point in their entire life at once. And so everyone's KO'd, right? Like just knocked out. And um, I go to lay down and I'm praying and waiting on the Lord. Like I'm just fried from all that Bible. I'm just energizing my spirit. And all of a sudden, there's a pig outside my door. Mm -hmm. And you could, I, it's, I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. And it couldn't come in. It was outside the door and I could see it sniffling and I looked and I saw the shadows of it moving around under that little, like under the door there where it's open at the bottom sure a little bit. Sure it wasn't Brian? Nope. <laughs> Brian was knocked out. Oh, yeah. He was for sure not. He was. I'll he just was. had to double check, make sure it's not a false sign of one. Yeah, yeah. 
Man, yeah, I think Brian like blacked out in the glory that night. He definitely he like on his way out down just like fried from the Bible spot. I remember that. It wasn't was spider. Toasted. Spider was gone. So and it was a it was making pig noises. It was oinking. Yeah, yeah, and and <laughs> it was a pig. It was a pig in the parlor. So yeah, and it and I said, Lord, what do I need to do about this? And I first the first comfort word of the Holy Spirit said, Don't worry, he cannot come in your room. Hmm. Just leave the door locked. Ooh. And, uh, you know, because I was walking in sun-level righteousness at the time. And uh, so I was like, okay, wow, so I really need to take this thing out. And then I realized, oh, it was, and then I realized, oh, yeah, this is legion. Mm. So it was in the waters, in the lakes. And then after those decrees that day, because I made some decrees on the way out of the airport, you know, (laughs) now it went back into the pig. I said, I think it's, if it's going back into the pig, he, he sent it from the man into the pigs, the pigs in the water. Well, now they're in the waters. Now it made its way back into the pig, spiritual pig. Guess mm-hmm. what that means? Time for judgment. This thing's going to the lake of fire. And so just a forgiveness of sins, a decree, uh, a decree of judgment. And then it was gone. It's really good priesthood work. I did some priesthood work today and got splattered in demon blood too. Yeah, physical demon blood. That was a good day though. Got to use that. That's gavel. a good day for a priest. Yeah. That's not a bad thing. It was wonderful. Yeah. Ha ha ha. The shout, uh, yeah, oh yeah, um, shout wipes and shout spray do really well for getting stains out of clothing. Uh, that's really. good. If you get covered in demon, demon blood. blood from spiritual warfare. Shout works really well. Yeah. Uh, I, I like baby bleach. Yeah. And what's the, there's the launder, some, any, yeah, I can't remember what it's called. Those are good. Those all work great. We've seen the demonic and the physical about a thousand times in this ministry already. It's very normal yeah. when you're a real mm-hmm. soldier. Yeah. What else? I was thinking of some things earlier too, uh, because Think as David you. David running around Jerusalem with demon heads <laughs> covered in demon blood. It's because it's, it's in good. the Bible. Um, yeah, uh, what do they call them? Starter packs uh, for your um, overcomers. Yeah. What a different thing it is to study Scripture than to begin living it out with us, isn't it? Isn't that what all of you are being challenged right. with every single day of Brotherhood Ministries? Uh-huh. Instead of just reading about it, now you're in it. Yeah. Now you're living it. Get the little Woo! the little um, lens cleaner on Amazon with the little cleaning cloths for your sunglasses. Just you just spray that and just pray a little bit and just wipe it off. And if you have scorpion guts or demon blood or something, that'll work really great. And uh, people be watching. Well, you should have been stronger to not even get the demon blood on you in the first place. You weren't there. <laughs> right. You know they might. Here's the thing. If you were Jesus Christ, perfectly incarnate making zero mistakes and then nothing bad would ever happen so sometimes if you know they get you it's it's important to have like certain tools i would say if you're going up through the cosmos it is wise to keep some band-aids around uh just some basic band-aids um alcohol spray just to disinfect if you get a cut yeah people get Um, cut on rubber balls and stuff like rubber not even sharp stuff just because the elements get so crazy when you're dealing with all of the witchcraft and Mm -hmm. the sorcery of Babylon the Great that you're in right Mm -hmm. now. And as you begin to come out of it, 
it it tries to attack you. Blunt spoon. That's why you got to put on the full armor, armor of, of God. God because right. without it, you have the full armor of Nimrod right. by default. And then sometimes people tend to be so gnostic that because of stupidity, they won't even be prepared if something happens that they need to take care of. So a couple of things for cosmic overcoming, you're going to want to make sure that you have money and your some money set aside like in your savings or your checking account. You don't want to live paycheck to paycheck. That has to change. So you need to be, you know, tithing and make sure you have in your budget um, additional giving. So if there's something that you want to give cheerfully with joy, you've already budgeted that. You already have, you know, this is uh, money in your budget for gifting. Let's say there's someone's birthday, you want to give them a gift. That shouldn't just be like, oh no, I don't have anything. Right, you want to understand your inflow of money, not just that Gnostic, charismatic, somehow God will just drop money out of the sky or it'll just happen, mm -hmm. even though I have yeah. zero financial... Magic arts yeah. instead of faith. Yeah, and, and so they think that faith is just blind faith, that I know God can just do it and more money can just come and then you're out spending money that you don't even have and you're just insane. Yeah. That's and religious get, get insanity. debt and it's just a mess. You need yeah. faith and sort of madness. Yes, and well, and that faith and that trust is financial stewardship, financial intelligence, wisdom. Wisdom. It's wisdom to have a budget. At Comes least, from putting the you know? word inside you. So you can start with a written budget. Now you and your family, you might move to an oral budget, but you first need to have a written budget. That's what I tell people. Like you want to get organized, you need to know how much is coming in, know what's going out. Budget for family fun time, like you want to see maybe go to a movie together. A nice wholesome movie comes out. You want to buy the popcorn and not be in the poverty spirit. No kids, you can't have the candies. We don't eat sugar and we are in poverty. You know, you, just be wise. What are you supposed to be budgeting? Again, I would say at least 10% for your tithing budget so that when there's something you want to give into cheerfully you have it already set aside it's not just like a pain point um birthday gifts fun things for you and your family to do together fun things for you and your friends to do together and then obviously all of your of talents your, Jesus called it. your mortgage or your rent you want to make sure all of your regular expenses you know that are that are come that you have all your incoming cash flow or your incoming paychecks you know exactly how to steward that wisely. And as you begin to steward it wisely and you're faithful in your finances, you're making a, a greater container to receive that 75% of the parables of the Messiah in the Word were about stewardship and management. 75% mm -hmm. of Jesus Christ's parables in the Bible mm -hmm. were about stewardship and management. Mostly of money, but also mm -hmm. of time, also of work stuff, and family, mm -hmm. and everything else. It's all mm -hmm. about stewardship and management. Mm -hmm. It is very, very practical, right. the gospel. And then if you notice that the cash inflow or the paycheck inflow isn't really looking high enough for what you need to be doing, or what you're supposed to be doing right now, don't just freak out and pray and, oh God, oh God, sit down with the Holy Spirit and come up with a game plan. What are some short-term and long-term goals that you can start taking steps toward today, this week, over the next three weeks, over the next three months? 
What steps, practical steps, can you do to increase your inflow of, of cash, of you know your um, business, your money making? You, that's what cutting trees largely is, is the increase of your finances. So then you look at it's business an aspect of glory. Right. So <laughs> long term, you want to have business excellence. Who are the great businesses that everyone wants to go back to? Mm. What are the great restaurants everyone wants to go back to? Yep. Uh, a lot of pe people will judge a business by how clean their bathroom is. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people, maybe it's a revelation for some people. It's really common uh, in many industries. You judge a place by how clean the bathroom is. So your excellence and how clean is your workspace, your how office, your business How clean is your, your bathroom in front. your house and apartment? Right. That's how you're judged right now. Yep. Yeah, it's true. So... Yeah. Don't be a Gnostic. Be yeah. be real. This yeah. is true biblical Christianity. Stewardship, management, 75% mm -hmm. of the parables of Messiah. Right. And then if you notice, like, oh, if you're like, I don't have time, I don't have time. Most of the time, the people who think they don't have time to do the basic taking care of themselves, like physical hygiene or, you know, cleaning your home, they're trying to spend a lot of time doing spiritual things but there's no balance of it's natural usually demon things. spirits yeah. it's like religious demons gnostic demons but a lot of Remember times jesus called them unclean mm -hmm. spirits yeah because they only dwell in uncleanness mm -hmm. right so um a lot of times you'll notice when there's no time it's because the believer is lingering too long or they'll be in a paranoia where does paranoia come from? Well, first let's let's look at the effect. When you have that paranoia spirit, you can't even leave your house. You think you have to sit there and soak five mm. more minutes before you leave or pray all these prayers and you're still afraid to leave your house or you feel condemnation. I can't go out and enjoy the nice weather today because I haven't gotten enough Bible into my eyes and my ears, mm. you know, or you're just bound up. You can't even put the dishes away because you feel like Religious you have to spiritually do something. In Satan's hell. Yeah, so you just got to knock that off. But where does that paranoia come from? I was listening to Bob Jones uh, mm. this week, and he said that, that all that paranoia that the believers get to be like that and be all bound up like that, it came because they were uh, usually they're jealous of someone where there's, you know, strife, there's insecurity, uh, jealousy, and competition. All those things lead you into paranoia mm. and witchcraft prayers. That you think you're having a good intention, you think you're doing God's will, but you're really now in just paranoia, bound up in religious demons. And, and you start to pray witchcraft prayers, and, and go now into you're the, the enemy clippers. of God. Yeah, so that's what happens. And then, so what you notice is, uh, especially if you're getting ready for work in the morning, you know that God wants you to be on time and early for your job. You know that, right? If you mm -hmm. don't know that, standard excellence. Yeah. If if you think it's more important, so here's the thing. Some of the demons in the morning, you might notice if you have to be at work early at a certain time, they'll lift off their covering of your spiritual senses so that you start to perceive revelation. So you might only get revelation when you're not supposed to be revelating. When this is real. This is practical. A... Yeah, when you're supposed to be excellent in work, mm -hmm. and then the, the demon doesn't attack you, so you start wasting your time and you get fired from your job. Yep. The demon won. Because you're like, I can't leave the house right now. I'm getting all these downloads from heaven. And then you're late for work. That's be the only reason is because that demon it has control of your life because you've submitted your life to that demon. They close off your spiritual senses 
and they just casually lift off your hand right when you need to be doing something else and then all that revelation God was trying to get to you before just starts flooding in and you think wow this is a great download but you're literally destroying your life and, and since you it's not in the timing of God and yeah and then you're fired and then your life is 10 times worse and it's yeah. so you, that's why you really need a lot of wisdom yeah you gotta have wisdom <laughs> so yeah. yeah that's exactly how it works Measurements. He, Jesus taught about doors and windows. The eyes are windows. Mm-hmm. I have the keys of David to close doors. I have the keys of David to mm-hmm. open doors, shutting doors. I I hold in my right hand the keys of death and Hades, Revelation 1. What are keys for? Doors. Literally every single door for every spirit, every spirit to mm-hmm. move in every dimension, including you in this natural dimension, and the doors in your house and your car, Jesus has keys to. Mm-hmm. Every single realm of all dimensions in the entire universe. If you get into radical obedience, his keychain, he might give you some extra keys to go into new places. We're getting keys this season to go into new places to establish RLM TV in Florida. Amen. Why? Because Jesus holds the rings of the keys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. So you're going to start getting really practical wisdom, practical Holy Ghost wisdom, so that you can increase your your wisdom, your understanding, but also your cash flow for your business, for your family, so that you can have, you know, you have the funding when the Spirit is moving. You're, you're like, you know, have a good time tonight. You know what? Tonight, your angel instructions to you are have a great time with your family. Mm-hmm. Now you've got all this abundance that you've already set aside, you've already got the tithe, and you've already set aside your money for cheerful giving, and you've got family fun in the budget, literally, so it's then already set aside. Then the becomes enjoy, yeah. yare vave. And then you can have do something, go out to ice cream together, and you're not just like, all right, just make sure you get a small little cup of it. You know, yeah, no religion, like, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. And so then also you're practically looking at how can I improve my business? Amen. You want to be the best of the best of the best. So... Right now, your business or your job, Think eleven tribes or your career, all they did was marketplace. That's yep. all winning, they were created winning, winning. to do. So, less focus on false love. Just be nice, 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 nice guy, nice. Or nice trying girl. to be Levites yep. when you're not. Right. I mean, that's insane to try to be a Levite when you're born of the tribe of Reuben, the tribe of Gad, right. the tribe of Judah, all these other tribes, and there's no priest mm-hmm. mention of those tribes. Eleven out of twelve tribes was only. Mm-hmm. Only mm-hmm. for the marketplace. Yeah, in the old covenant, only Levi, uh, you know, out of that it's family. It's madness. The devil. What yeah. the devil did was put a full-time minister on a pedestal and say the pinnacle as a Christian is to be the full-time minister, to be a Levite. That's insanity, and that's why there's so much envy and competition. Most Christians are so deceived; they're trying to be something they weren't even created to be. Right. You got to find out what were you actually created for. What's your calling in your life's destiny? And and even the Levites in the New Covenant situation are all trained in marketplace excellence. Truth and yeah. Hmm. Amen. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Marketplace excellence. Business smarts. You want to be the best in your field. So it, what are you going to do about it? Well, you've got the Holy Kabbalah of Jesus Christ. You have Christ within you, the hope of realizing the glory. And since you've joined this apostleship and you're not under 
Jezebel's Tower unless, you know, we do have some people who stay under Jezebel's Tower and they come around externally and they Only might just be in the comments section. out of yeah. 10 of our daily viewers that is consistent is even registered at RLM.TV. Oh, wow. That's how <laughs> crazy it is. Only one out of 10 right now of people that are active in this ministry have even registered to commit to what is written on www.rlmtv. You need to say to yourself, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. Get behind me, Satan, and not today, Satan. Because if you are not registered and committed to that apostolic vision, there is rebellion in your life 100% of the time and you need to take things more seriously this is not just another sign me up for this sort of conference thing or ministry it's an angelic covenant with God you're signing up to be committed to the end time apostles vision for the one billion soul harvest of the end times we plowed the ground the last 23 years it's true. Now it's time for the harvest of the Gideons 300 and the Joel's, Joel's army 60 million. Mm -hmm. Right now, in the current group of our global viewers, only one out of ten has mm -hmm. committed. That's how sick and demented it is out there. Yep. And it sorely grieves the spirit. Because I see what these people that are around that aren't committed, that aren't registered, that aren't serious... It is demons 100% of the time. Yeah. Truth in you. Yeah. But um, for those of you who are taking it seriously and you do want to be the best at what you do to glorify your Father in Heaven, right? when you grow in excellence and in your skill and ability, it does glorify your Father in Heaven. And that's going to bring... Yeah, you see all the... Just leaving, yeah, yeah. it's going... Yeah, the truth will set you free. You're called if you are in this, if you are getting to know Jesus Christ, you are absolutely called to be the best in your field. And what is that? Well, for you it might be the best housewife. Right? So what does that look like? What's your long term goal? Or it might be the best Mother at your Jerusalem. business. You can't get any higher than that, ladies. Yeah. Mother Jerusalem. Hallelujah. You can worship your mother, Jerusalem. Holy Ghost, Yadivave, truth in you. And then for your business, you might own your own business, you might work for another company. Find out in your career field who right now in your city, state, or even nation, and even worldwide, what is the best of the best? Something that you right now don't even really have that much faith for becoming because it seems so unrealistic to you. You're going to change a lot going up on Sapphire Stones. The ability will come if that's your calling. If it's not your calling, it's not really. You're not going to need to be the best at everything in the whole world. You might suck at making cookies, and someone whose literal job it is to be the best homemaker, mother. You know, if you're in heavenly Jerusalem, that is your calling to be at the top. Oh yeah. To be the best at caretaking and all that. If you can bake cookies well, there is a future for you. There's a future for you. And then, in, in heaven, no doubt about it. Right. Or, you know, construction, building is eternal. Right? It, That's right. In, in forever and ever, we're going to continue to be building. There's all kinds of... Um, the disciples were yeah, the carpenters, fishermen, yep. tax collectors, prostitutes, yeah. Even in tradesmen. heaven, 
Yeah, even in heaven, there's um, the arts, the artisticness. Like um, we have the the people in um, was they came to decorate a mansion ahead of time for someone, and they scattered roses. I think it was from the celestial arts class in heaven. The the students from the they come from those celestial realms, and they were sprinkling the roses, and it became like a part of the decoration. Uh, but there's an art to it, right? You know, your spiritual. Yeah, Akiana of many Akianas to come. Yeah, many, many. So, maybe are even you, a different style. Yeah. I mean, look, look at your. Are your kids meant to be learning technology? Do you know how much they're paying for like AI prompt uh, engineers and different things like that? Millions. Like you know, at least I think one of them was like a hundred thousand, hundred and ten thousand, you know, a year. Uh, technology is not the enemy. The enemy wants to use technology, but let these, the young kids who are called to it as they grow up, if they have a knack towards technology, if you're being a religious parent and just like, enough screen time, enough screen time, like that might be their destiny. Don't shut down their destiny. I'm going to take Bill Gates' windows yeah. Make sure they do go out and get sunshine and fresh air, right? That 30 minutes of Torah, sunshine, fresh air. <laughs> uh, but some of them might need to spend hours and hours on computer screens a day learning to be the very best software engineers writing sure. code learning python uh, all that kind of stuff electronic glory yeah and not python the demon don't get really just my kid is learning the python i need to shambarara no you need to calm down he's learning code <laughs> like stop being religious mm. you know that's a demon my child yeah, tried to learn the python so i must sprinkle holy Everything water is on electric. them electric and to yeah, not understand how stop. the electric <laughs> world operates is to be stone age thinking and plus, the younger generation, they're going to have an easier time with becoming new heavens and new earth technicians. Part of that is working with angel, bringing angel technology into the earth. And also, as we've seen in electronics at Joel's Bar over the years, how many times have we dealt with angels yeah. and or demons influencing the electronics? So what these kids are going to do as they learn the basics, they learn how to code, they learn how, how to program, they All learn how to integrate. They'll work with their angels, and as they are successful, they'll be sent more angels from heaven that they can literally problem solve and problem sh shoot by releasing angels into the technology. For example, today before Joel's Bar, a YouTuber that I follow that does um, you know media uh, technology equipment reviews literally mm -hmm. showed eight dollar equipment today is the equivalent of several years ago three thousand five hundred dollars worth of equipment mm -hmm. that's how far we've advanced in like five years mm -hmm. an eight dollar system today is the equivalent mm -hmm. of three thousand five hundred dollars just from mm -hmm. several years ago yep so all the new increases in technology when are they going to start releasing quantum computing and um, programming that's god yep and the quantum realm is a spiritual realm. So when it comes to spiritual programming, what better than the upcoming generation that's going to learn righteousness and walk in righteousness, right? So we just let's have you know wisdom. That way we're empowering the religious in their spirit blocks yep. all areas of improvement of light mm -hmm. and life. So that's why we hit all these areas because mm -hmm. that's where you have to shoot the the satans out of the seven interior mm -hmm. castles of your souls for the upgrades mm -hmm. into jacob's ladder because it's mm -hmm. not just involved in your christian belief systems mm -hmm. it affects every aspect of your existence mm -hmm. and a lot of people are in denial of how mm -hmm. bad it's really cursed them but when the light shines in and just obliterates all of it through one joel's bar that touches on everything you can realize 
start to take the film and the circumcision yeah. off your off your forehead, there is an open heavens. There is a very, very bright future for a new earth. There's a very bright future for new heavens. And the old is passing away and the new is coming forth. And right now you're mm -hmm. kind of in the middle of the transition in the heavens and the earth. So we want everyone to transition into new heavens and new earth where righteousness dwells. Amen. That's really powerful. So I want you uh, this week and in the coming weeks and coming days, look at what your job is, your career or your destiny, those things God has spoken to you. Uh, whether it's your skill, a, a technical skill or ability, whatever it is, or if you're supposed to learn coding or programming or uh, whatever your business is, look at what the best, try to find out what the best is in the world right now, in your field. Mm, yeah. And make that your goal. <laughs> now, then go with the Holy Spirit within and say, okay, in how many years, you know, he can accelerate the times, but what do I need to learn? What do I need to accomplish? to take me from where I'm now to there. You know, the Lord did that for me in BB Luxury Perfumes. Oh, yeah. He brought me to the three most uh, talented, gifted, uh, haute yeah. perfumeries in the universe. And I learned from all three of them online, YouTube, mm -hmm. studying everything they had. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just being raptured up into heaven. It was also mm -hmm. learning it down on earth as well. Yep, from humans who don't even know righteousness. And this is how, this is how the Spirit teaches. Right When you go into the school of the Holy Ghost, he's going to give you, he said, those buildings or structures that you did not build. You will inherit them. You did not build that um, multi-functioning process that was built by Babylonians. But you can go and inherit that process. Am I, am I under, is someone understanding this? I got this? another you, instruction right? the end of the month. I'm taking a, a lesson from one of the world's top perfumers. Very exciting stuff. Yeah, it'll be awesome. Mm -hmm. So, again, it's not being religious. What's the best in the industry? Go and study that. See who's already doing that. Because that's a part of Canaan. And you're going to inherit those things that you did not build. You did not construct it. Uh, you did not plant those vineyards. But you will inherit it. But you're not going to inherit it if you think it's just all demonic. you got to get mentorship in every area yep. that you're called to. Right. And be the best in it. I mean, that's mm -hmm. truly the, all the parables of stewardship mm -hmm. and, and management to be successful right. in the gospel. So why would the Lord, God Almighty, Yadhe Vavhe, give over all the school reform and education to his people of believers if they can't even teach basic math? That doesn't make sense. It'll it's better off for them to have a Babylonian education most often, and or you know, a a program that teaches kids school online, like your math classes, your sciences, because most of the believers don't know really how to teach that kind of stuff, or they don't think it's important. <laughs> well, then, what about all the scientific things that we have in place already? The whole world structure would completely crumble if it was given into the hands of most believers now. It would be seven times right. worse, a minimum seven times worse than if it was in the hands of Babylonians who you think are the evil ones and you're the good ones. And they have but you would completely times more destroy excellence the world. in that area. Yep. It's just totally So God will never give madness. it to you because you, what you, you you're literally have to be the best in that area yep. in order for God to give, give it, it to you. you. Yep. That's how it works. Yep. And again, what do we find out with the Sims broadcast uh, last week? 
What happened with The Sims when my friend and I gave The Sims the unlimited cheat code for money, unlimited money? If the programming of The Sims was broken, even unlimited wealth cannot help it. It still will try to light itself it in the house on fire. It burns itself at the stove and dies every time. Yep. The Clippus Excellence versus the Sephirot of Jesus Christ Excellence. White ladder on mm -hmm. your heads, devouring mm -hmm. black ladder on their heads. Mm -hmm. And they have black ladder excellence in every aspect of society mm -hmm. right now. Okay? In order to consume it, we need white ladder, Shekinah white throne judgment seat of Jesus Christ, rung ladder excellence. Then you have legal right by the holy angels and their protocol to consume the other side. And that's mm -hmm. how it actually works. Amen. Yep. Because if you like if you think, oh, let's have God give over the city, you know, to the believers. <laughs> let's have the believers run the show. Well, what believers? Where are they? Are do they have don't let They're rising. Yeah, they're God, Do you think God's going to give over the city management to the believers in Minneapolis and then next year it's done and it's over with and then you're like, "Hey, oh, they didn't pick up the trash this week." Mm. What happened? Yeah, they should have prayed about it. I just, I wasn't really feeling the glory, man. Like, yeah, I, I wasn't just, feeling the glory. I was in a trance. I was in a trance. I couldn't pick up your trash. My bad, you know? <laughs> and now the, everything's is like rotting flesh. Or, you know those, what are those civilization games where you, you play citywide management? Have you seen those computer games? It's like citywide management. I forget what it's called, but part of it is how to uh, remove dead bodies. And if you don't have a system in place that's proper for dead body management, yeah, and what are your plans dead... for removing dead bodies? Yeah. You don't even know about it. Right. And so but what happens is well, it, a it, it's a replica. Those games are replicas of real-life city management. And all these little traffic problems, like, it turns into huge problems. And, like, the whole city is, like, on the brink of destruction just because you don't understand the flow of what needs to happen with a large city. And uh, yeah. it's just really fascinating. I mean, real wisdom for real ruling. And it's very practical. And um, so modern-day pagan Christianity don't have much of it. Right. And so it's better off in the hands of the Babylonians for now. until Because otherwise it would just be a train. It would be like hell on earth if the Christians were running it right now. It would be hell on if the Christians were running it. Yeah. And they'll just start working for the new order. Right. So And, and now people are like, well, that doesn't matter because it's not going to happen. The new republic. We're just going to be in the glory and everything will just be Star glory. Wars. And we won't have to do anything. We'll never even have to brush our teeth. We'll just be glory. Yeah. I'll never have to make my bed again. Hallelujah. That's my God. Oh, wait. Black sun. Oh, never mind. Well, that's that was hell. A, that was a demon. I'll well, just... you live and you learn. Yeah. And as pioneers, there's a lot of grace for living and learning. Yep. Because this has never been done before. No one's mapped it out. We had the mm -hmm. best training from the previous generation in existence. You hear us honoring them literally every day. But most of this was not mapped out for us. Right? We're, we're making the map as we go. Mm -hmm. Okay? Now we have Enoch. Mm -hmm. We have Jesus. We have the angels. We have instruction. Mm -hmm. We have our prayer time. We have our study of the word. But a lot of it is pioneering. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some of the things that would have made it easier for us, they took out those people um, they weren't there before us to help us. Uh, they got taken out. So. I noticed the ministers, when they began helping me, yeah. they suddenly died. That happened a few times in my walk. The devil ain't playing around, y'all. Yeah. So. But we're not either, and Jesus is victorious. The issue is, is he the only God that's in you and influencing you right now? Not a single one of you can say yes. 
So we need a lot of grace, a lot of mercy, a lot of forgiveness, mm-hmm. and a lot of training. Amen. Yeah. Amen. We need the seven thunders. Okay. Uh, Mister of the seven thunders here. Uh, those seven mm. worlds. Yeah, those seven worlds from the Sephirot, because the world of Absolute, that's the Sapphire Stones. That's the Sephirot themselves that emanate in the other worlds down through the ladder. Amen. It thunders, so it kind of, it's kind of, it feels like an echo with the words, the voice of many waters, the seven thunders, Mm. because we're standing down there. There's some distance, and so it kind of has that echo effect of, from you know seven six five four three two one as it comes down it kind of echoes like well beloved children imitate their father Ephesians five one yeah the seven thunders through seven worlds amen that's good revelation right there and then it's the divine body the body of Christ formed within with the full release of Shekinah glory. The river, that's the exact <laughs> amount of river coming out of Jesus, coming out of one of his brothers and sisters. You know what that's called? The manifesting mm-hmm. sons of Yadavave. Bam. Amen. So <laughs> tonight, this week, Woo! whenever you have the, uh, the chance to do it and make, make an effort to do it, sit down with the Lord and say, all right, what's our three-month plan? for increasing finances or increasing your knowledge or your skill and ability that in the future, as you develop those skills, you'll be able to implement for a greater increase. So let's get a a three month plan. Uh, Are there some things in between now and those three months you can start learning or studying or practicing, or maybe for some of you, it might be um, saving up money to buy equipment Mm. that does a higher level job than the current equipment that you have, right? What kind of maintenance does that equipment need? What do I have to have any special skill to operate that equipment? You know, things like that. Um, Mm. Certification. Some of you, your destiny, you're you're going to need certification in something. Mm -hmm. So in order to get that certification, what's the app? Is there an application fee? Do you have to buy books to study it? Uh, who does the certification and what do you need to know or have in order to do that? So there's paper certification that you might need for a certain uh, calling or destiny. God wants you in a job or a certain field. Some of you might have to go through that. Some of you, none of that applies to you. Oh, this stuff is you great. Know, you guys like take over society. Let's go. Yeah. So understanding what is your calling? What is your destiny? Where is God sending you? Now, you might not have the entire picture, but there should at least be, at this point, some sort of a mapping out of the long-term goal, right? Because your word is a light, is a lamp into my feet, the next steps, and a light into my path, fire, I feel that. <laughs> so you'll see it like a lantern down the road. Like, I know I'm ending up somewhere down there. I can see light. <laughs> Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. That's hit the word of God 30 minutes a day. That'll illuminate what your next steps need to be. Mm, like fresh bread in the morning. Yep. And then, and a, and a light unto my path. So the word of God is also giving you that, that lighthouse, right? The, actually, the Chaya also represents like a lighthouse, right? Mm. Um, 
That lighthouse in the future. Thomas Kincaid, eat your heart out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I've always loved me some Thomas Kincaid. The puzzles, the Famous paintings. lighthouse glory. Man, I, I think that was like second to after Bob Ross. I liked Thomas Kincaid. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, they used to have his little stores and all the malls around America. Yeah, yeah. Go in there and be like, whoa, this is a real gallery. <laughs> the 5,000 piece puzzle just completely overwhelming <laughs> put the edges together first and then try to find the ones that match up with the colors <laughs> it's hard. I put some Thomas Kincaid in the basement <laughs> no, I like it I like it that's funny. I keep my Akian up on the main floor right, 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 right. that's funny you know we love art maybe you're an artist uh, if you're an artist what are, what are your long-term goals and your short-term goals? Is your art meant to be incorporated with also doing something else, mm. right? Or are you just, is it supposed to be an Etsy shop? Is that your forever plan? Or is art a hobby and God has another business plan? Because a lot of times you're going to have passions Very and Very good wisdom. You need to hear yeah. this right now. So, yeah, there's maybe, because if you... you have passions, you might have a hobby. There are things that we do like hobbies, mm. right? Hobby is something you could monetize a hobby, sure, hmm. uh, but it's not like the end-all, be-all full thing that you're doing. Most of the training needs to go into your main calling to be mm -hmm. the best at it. That's your post. Right. Inside Mother Jerusalem, Angel of Shekinah. I have not seen many people whose main calling is just solely to be an artist and mm. make art and usually find that they're like dying of starvation almost <laughs> because they can't. You know, the whole starving artist kind of parody. Yeah, it's a, almost a religious spirit. Yeah, it's like, what? how can I do as little as possible But it's not. Life, it's right? not that evil. It's just the it's spirit just, of stupid. Right. So is it going to be <laughs> yeah, the spirit of stupid? Yeah. You want to... What is God's actual plan for your life? Are you just going with... What, what, is it, what is your whole life right now based off of? Why are you doing what you're doing right now? How did that happen? Did you just kind of fumble your way into it? it what's the plan? What's the long-term goal? Was there something that you missed that you're supposed to be doing that you rejected because it sounded like too much work or was too hard for you? You know, like just be honest. I'm not gonna have all the details for your life, so don't come after this and message me. Oh my God, Rebecca, what am I supposed to be doing with my life? That's something you're gonna have to figure out with the Holy Ghost, yep. get into the Word of God. Mm -hmm. I don't have time to tell everyone exactly what to do with their lives. The fire God burn up everything in your lives. We'll release yeah. the fire on the altar and yep. burn everything that can be burned yep. as it's written, test everything in fire. That's our job. Yep. Once everything's tested in fire, what you're left with in your heart is usually God. If you've been thoroughly burned through right. in your heart and into your spirit and through your brain and through your, your nefesh, when your yep. nefesh is fried yep. from the light of the Shekinah word of God, what's left inside of the burning on the altar mm -hmm. is usually what God wants you to do. Right. It's pretty simple. So let's say you want to be able to basically build a Taj Mahal um, mm, and, nice. and, 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 and basically, you know, increase all of your ability and all those different things. Take a look at what you currently are doing. Or let's say, you know, you're a homemaker and you want your homemaking Crystal to look like Buckingham Palace. Yeah. Let's say you want your homemaking. Oh, come enjoy when you have your friends over. It's come enjoy tea time in the royal gardens, mm. you know. Oh man, yeah. And um, 
you're entertaining guests. The planting, to have, the vegetation, you know, the flowering. Might come see my garden of righteousness. You know, in the flower like, gardens today, and it was just a work of art. It's masterful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if if they gave all the rose gardens of um, Minneapolis, that mm-hmm. rose garden, over to Christian believers, would it go to crap? Mm. Or would it be more beautiful? Yeah. That's a real, like, ask yourself these questions. Mm -hmm. What are you supposed to be doing? What are the next steps that you can take these next couple of weeks and especially next three months? If you were to be in the upper echelon of society Mm -hmm. with those skill sets, would they just give you the stage? You're like, dude, you take over. You're the expert. Yeah, I mean, and they just sit Mm -hmm. there and look. That's where you need to go. That's what stewardship Mm -hmm. management of 75% of the parables of the Messiah are truth in you and, and you have the anointing the holy ghost yep. the word of god to energize you to do it you have your angels to do it and that's mainly what a lot of you need to focus on you do we do um tell you every day 30 minutes a day in the word of god you got to study walk in righteousness on sapphire stones but none of that's going to even work for you and you're just going to be bound up in religious demons unless you're actually doing these practical natural realm things that are spiritual to actually improve your excellence in your calling so if you don't have Jake and Ann Boaz, guess what? The pillar is, it's not going up. Yeah, the whole temple crumbles. And that's your life. That's your body. That's your temple that you're walking around in. Is your, You don't want it to be just a lump of junk and a heap of rubble. The pillars you that held up Solomon's palace. celestial temple were yeah. Jake and Boaz, marketplace and priesthood. Amen. Right. And so if you're an artist as well, if you're caught up in the old like 80s prophetic and all you do is that kind of an art, like you're part of a dying breed of all that's going into the eternal trash bin, basically. So you want to do cosmic art, celestial art, sapphire stone art uh, and go up sapphire stones. Make something so incredible of those visions. Mm. Learn how to have visions. Make sure that you're passing your test. You know, getting circumcised. On sapphire stones, every aspect mm-hmm. of society is about to come into a, a revolution, mm-hmm. a renaissance, a revolution. Every single aspect of existence mm-hmm. on earth is about to mm-hmm. expand as those mm-hmm. rise on sapphire stones. Like, can you imagine? Like, because perfuming, it's it's like a it's a business, but it's also a hobby for you. It's not your main calling mm-hmm. in life, but it's something you enjoy doing. Yeah, like five got, hours a week. Yeah, and uh, can but can you imagine if all you did with your whole life right now was only perfuming. The it wouldn't be right. stupidity. Right. So some of you, you might be only doing art and that's just a hobby. Where's the main thing? What are you supposed to be doing with your life? Good point. Are you just like, oh, I'm just in a temple, imaginary temple, but not obedient to the apostolic. And I just, ooh, oh, and I just, hallelujah. And I'm going to paint the prophetic art, but it's only based off of what we've had since the 80s. And I'm not actually walking on sapphire stones. I'm just, ooh, They're definitely not registered at RLM. I'm just like, what are you doing? It just doesn't make any sense, you know? (laughs) Rebellious Christians everywhere, stubborn in their own belief systems of God (laughs) that they have no commitment to. Isn't that the exact situation right now? And 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 then you're just painting these little guys chasing after the wind. We need to burn up all of that. It's nonsense. Yeah. We need to restore order. Yes. Glory. We will. Yep. So... Find out from the Lord. And like, well, how do I know? How am I going to know? How does anyone know anything about what they're supposed to be doing? Talk to God. Read the word. Obey the apostolic commandment. Submit yourself to the apostolic word. Yeah. And 
everything left after you really opened your heart and you've just been burned entirely by two hours of apostolic mm-hmm. Torah, yeah. when you're scorched through and through and totally white for harvest, as it's written in Scripture, white, which means burn through, mm-hmm. what's left in the white fire of the Shekinah glory is God. And those are the mm-hmm. nuggets from God. That's what you're supposed to do with your life. Those are the mm-hmm. seeds of Yadavavu. God nuggets. Roll Amen. up for the happy. Roll up for your happy meal and get some. If it can burn nuggets. in the fire of the apostolic word, <laughs> and you have to guard yourself against the preaching from the apostles, hey. your whole life is in the clippeth. Yeah, you're just all in rebellion. But if it's open to the apostolic commandments from the mountain of fire, and you're allowing it all to be tested with fire, mm-hmm. and that's all that remains, that's God's will. That's a test everything. Mm-hmm. All believers works in fire. It is written. That's how you do it in reality. Mm-hmm. And just let God know and speak it verbally and give him authority, give him the um, access Go out, because he's given you a free will and you might have been serving other gods. So just it's helpful to speak those things. For example, I was in like the completely wrong life, just doing a completely wrong thing. And I was just completely way off track. And like, how did I even get so far off track? I had this realization that I'm like, I was nowhere near where my destiny was supposed to be. I'm like, how did I get here? Like, it's like waking up. You're like, what happened? How did this isn't it? Like, what is going on? Like, you just what principalities this isn't right. every time. And so what I did was, um, with a broken heart before the Lord, prayed for just like two hours straight, praying a little bit of word, and then just praying, 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 and for like two hours. And then I'm not talking about, I didn't do Google Translates for two hours. Mm-hmm. It was praying in tongues, just crying for the Lord. And I specifically told him that I would be willing, even if he had to change everything in my life, all of it, that I would be willing, just please restore me to the original destiny that you intended for me to be on that I'm not anywhere near right now. And just praying those, and what, and you'll realize you might realize, and it might shock and horrify and within you. In one month, she was brought to Red Letter Ministries. Yep. True story. True story. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Woo, so woo, woo, you might woo. just have to get broken before the Lord and pray. And angels let him know. are like, really? We'll grab you by your hair. Here, Here you we go. go. All right. Ah! Strap, <laughs> strap, buckle up, Buttercup. This. <laughs> Hold, hey, hold on to Ezekiel your Ezekiel hair. <laughs> Here comes the angel dragging you through the heavens over to a new. It's like you're going for a ride. Amen. That was crazy, man. That was crazy. But make sure that you speak it out loud to God. That whatever it takes, that you give Him permission to change anything and everything. That means every relationship, every job. Even where you live, the comfort of how you like to dress and what you're comfortable with. Yeah, that lumberjack stuff's got to go. Lumberjack's got to no, go. I, I like it. <laughs> I'm actually becoming more like a lumberjack. Lumberjack. That's funny. Lumberjack. <laughs> I thought I was buckwheat. Beach jack. No, beach jack. Glory. That's funny. Well. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, yeah. Make your decision today. Let the Lord know. If you're way off track, you just don't even know if you're where you're supposed to be, what you're supposed to be doing. I would just get desperate, cry before the Lord, because the gate of tears is always open. Mm. That's a principle, a rabbinical principle of prayer is, you know, all those prayers that go up, they're scrutinized, and some of them only get so high so far. You know, like uh, Apostle Shadrach, he, he'll tell the people while they're in the prayer meeting sometimes, that prayer didn't even make it hardly off the floor. Like, you know, if they're not, if the prayers are so weak, they're not going up. Yep. Uh, you go all the way up the path of lightning. Yep. So that your 
And we've heard um, multiple times Shadrach from his alignment with our apostolic authority. Yeah, we've heard we've him, heard him in Berea. His, yep. Yeah, so his prayers went all the way up the path of lightnings to Berea. So even if you're not walking in it yet, at least get your prayers going up that high. Amen. And then your prayers will go before you. That's right? a really pure heart if you can shoot your prayers up that far in the lightnings. Yep. So purify your heart. And the more you're aligned with the Father's will, the higher your prayers go up. That's don't true. think they all go to God. They absolutely don't. Not do not. They get tested in fire. Yeah. Sometimes a demon will take it if it's uh, impure. So that's why um, one of the other um, principles of prayer is when you do group prayer, when you have like a group of people um, praying, it's less scrutiny on the individual as it is for an individual prayer to make it through every gate in every way. So as you conquer sapphire stones, you where you're praying, that's where you're at. Your prayers are automatically at that level. Mm-hmm. So, it, so that's and your why whole you character and, mm-hmm. and nature is so corrected from angelic protocol mm-hmm. that you learn how to approach God. You learn mm-hmm. how to speak to God in His language, His protocol, mm-hmm. His ancient culture, and your modern culture and mm-hmm. junk literally just gets burnt up. Yep. There's a lot more <laughs> grace on group prayer. So if you have a lot of needs, but you're still not sure how to approach God or pray correctly and things like that, get to do the group prayer. Have a prayer meeting. Right, gather you know in the houses, have a meeting, pray for health, pray for your finances, learn how to pray. Um, Take Shadrach has a course. I mean, we have a master class of righteousness, but we also have Apostle Shadrach's uh, teaching on how to pray playlist. I highly recommend you go through that. Uh, If you've been through it before, maybe go through it again if it's your season of prayer. And get a refresher course on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but why I mentioned the gate of Let tears. Let all the guys that are signed up for the 24-7 prayer list go through Shadrach's four teachings on how to pray. It's a playlist on Red Letter Ministries' YouTube channel. And then learn how to pray so that you know how to pray when you spend your hour, two hours a day praying. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so go through the class. And again, the gate of tears is open. So... If you can humble yourself and it's something you really need to make big changes in your life, and if you're honest and genuine, not crocodile tears, that won't get you anywhere. <laughs> yeah, no tears of self-pity like self-pity. Judas Iscariot. That got him oh, killed no, no, and no, no, went no. to hell anyway. There was true remorse from Peter for denying him three times. Yep. And then what did Jesus say? Feed my sheep. So Do what you're created to do, the good works. Yep. So if your life doesn't look anything like what's supposed to, let it break your heart and don't blame anyone else. If your tears are because they did, I can't walk at this because they did this to me. That's not going to get your prayer answered. It's a broken, contrite heart because of your own shortcomings and your own failings. And just humble yourself. And when you cry in that way and you pray, it'll go through the gate of tears. And that's much easier to get your prayer through as you humble yourself. When you get glorified feelings and emotions through obedience to the angel of Shekinah, crying sometimes. I cried a few times this week, but it was just like pure Shekinah. It's not the same as like lower rungs or black earth where it's like sadness and sorrow. It ain't like that at all. So all of the rising on the rungs is experiencing God more throughout your soul as He is in heaven. So all of the human ways get put out. They get put to death through the cross of His blood. And all of the divine ways of our Father in heaven, rung upon rung, become imparted into our nature. And you don't ever experience 
anything else. In fact, it's not possible. As you rise, it's not possible to be the same demonic creature you, you once were, as it's written. If the believer ascends on lightnings, their form is forever changed. First Enoch. If you ascend the path of lightnings, your soul is forever changed. You'll be different. You'll be glorified. You'll be more like God. You'll be more like Jesus. You'll be more like the Holy Spirit. Go from glory to glory. Count the cost before you go to war. It's going to cost you every dead thing, every bit of deception, pride, your unknown sins, all that list of the black ladder over your head. But you can come into His white ladder, the tree of life, Jesus Christ. And you can rise and be engrafted into Him and go all the way up to God the Father. In Jesus' name. That is the path of Christianity. It's called in the first century, the way. The way to what? The way to the Father. And there is no other way except the way you have heard tonight from Rebecca and I in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Glory, if you guys want to support the next big move of RLM TV, all the other stuff we're doing continues to be taken care of. Shadrach and, and his salary and all the management. We have mostly volunteers over there. We have one person on full-time staff. So all of the giving and the offerings, the tithing, and everything you're doing to support Red Letter Ministries and RLM TV goes towards all the stuff already established. Now it's time to also expand and move forward into the more, into the greater, into the bigger, into the harvest. Amen. And the next step for us from the commandment from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ is established an RLM TV studio in Florida, USA. And we're going forth to do it. Let's raise the 45000 we need for this winter to do it and the $6 million for the permanent building in the headquarters, mm -hmm. however long it takes to raise it. Yeah. Depending on your guys' growth, your guys' excellence, the harvest, we have people signing up to... Uh, receive these evangelistic cards so they can tell people about anointed Christian television, buckwheat little rascal <laughs> gang army of anointed Christian TV. It's not the traditional stuff. It's not God TV. It's not ancient Pentecostalism. It is the sapphire stones. It is a fresh new kingdom reality likened only to first century Christianity of the apostles. And that's exactly what RLM TV is in 2023. It is the Acts of the Apostles. It's a fresh reset of all Christendom. And it's going to heal the nations. Partner with this apostolic vision. Advance the kingdom of Yadevave with us. Register and commit at www.rlm.tv in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll see you Tuesday. some other doors some more glorious doors <laughs> some doors that you've never considered before
For I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Thoughts of good and not of evil to bring you unto my expected end. And you'll go from glory to glory. You'll go from glory to glory. We'll go. Oh, we'll go from glory to glory. We'll go in the will of the Lord. Yes, we'll go from glory to glory. We'll go from glory to glory. We'll go from glory to glory. We'll go in the will of God. Oh, we'll go from glory to glory. From glory to glory. Oh, we'll go from glory to glory. We'll go in the will of the Lord. We will go from glory to glory. Oh, we'll go from glory to glory. Amen, amen, amen. From
milk and honey, milk and honey flowing. taste of the milk and honey.
Oh. Now we're back on. Oh, okay. is there volume now? We did, yeah, we guess we had no volume the whole time. Oh, really? Well, just for the last segment. Oh, okay. It was all shut down, and she told me at the last oh, okay. second. Okay, yeah. Well, this is a message for our video game developers. Yeah. Remember, yeah. remember Adam and Eve? Yeah. yeah. Woman, this woman's this, fault. this woman you gave me? This is a message for our video <laughs> game developers. Oh, yeah. If you're going to be making video games for the masses, that they could learn righteousness just by playing your video game. This message is for Journey. You. They were talking yeah. about the video, video game, game journey. journey. Funniest joke. They go two by two like unclean animals. Now you got it. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, they do. They really do. They go two by two. So this <laughs> video game, when it came out, it was like 2012, there were tons of people that would play this, and they were just weeping. Atheist people, agnostic, whatever religion. It would, like, break their heart. It, like, but, it, like, they were touched. They were moved. They would just be weeping. And so there was something going on there. And they took away all the elements in the game that people would usually have strife and competition over. Like resources, they took away... Male and female. Male and female. Yeah, there was no male and female. All They were all just no, floaty no chirpers. Whatever. No, no possibility for strife. No, There was no lust. No elements of lust <laughs> or strife or pride. Everyone was exactly the same. No male or female. No arms to punch each other couldn't or hurt each, each other. other. You couldn't, there was nothing to steal, and it was two by two, so it's not like, it's like these the people get left out. It's like the exact opposite of Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. They didn't even have large groups, so it could be left out, and you just chirp to each other. You can't even see their PlayStation ID or whatever ID of the Anonymous. game. Anonymous. Anonymous. So you have no idea. You're just on a journey together, and it's overcoming darkness. Like a new beginning. Yep. And so you, you're just a little chirper, and you got to make it through this journey, and it's artistic and beautiful, and it flows. And then the ultimate at the end, finally, this is spoilers, I guess. It's been out for a long time. Spoil it. Is a mountain ascension. Mm. And you go up the mountain and through this gate, and it looks like the spirit transfigures and starts glowing. Mm. And you go through. It looks like this. you can see the mountain and the sun. And you're just going up and you just see the sun and it's beautiful. And you just, and you go up and you enter into that light. And then, oh, and it just, people will talk about, all the forums. Did the bird change into a different kind of creature? And well, you were wearing robes and you had a scarf, and so but you chirped at each other, so they look kind of like little. But dudes. after the bird climbed the mountain of transfiguration, did it become a dove or an eagle? I don't know. It just glowed. Unknown. Ein Sof. There right. you go. I don't remember all the details of the game. Unknowable. But the forums would have all these um, kind of comments like this. What well, this is an old one. This is like from eleven years ago. They said. Uh, it's weird. My very first journey, I was so odd, I didn't process the whole thing. But then the second time I played, it came to me. I understood it all. No, not really, but everything. And I was still crying hours after finishing the game. Now I cry at the, at the end sequence every time. Especially the glowing ascension. Mm. Right before you lose your scarf for the final time. Just the visuals and the music gets me in such an incredible way. Then the credits come, and watching yourself as a comet, right, you're going up, mm. and seeing others on their journey too, it just affects me so much, I started crying while typing up this post. There isn't a word to describe how wonderful this is. And so people people would go onto the forums if they couldn't... People's spirit crying out for ascension through mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. That'll be the harvest of the end times. And so just people just weeping over this game. Mm -hmm. And if they had, like, um, some of them, if like, their mom told them they had to go, or they had to go to work, or they couldn't complete the game, people would go onto the forums and apologize 
even though they had no idea who they were playing with, explaining why they had to leave them alone on their journey. Like there was, it was like, because it's only two by two, then they had to be alone the rest of the journey through the game. Um, and so people had the most memorable experience just by chirping and bouncing over, like, oh, here, because you help each other find the way. And there's traps all along the way, sand traps, mountain traps. Very similar to the first person Giant demonic shooter. entities. <laughs> but anyway, I, just having that vision of the kids in the arcade, I was reminded um, by the spirit of this game. And so if you are going to be writing code or designing games or something like that, if that's your calling and that's what you're into, the impartation of the sapphire stones, that's so powerful. Mm. If you know the way and you walk in the way, and then you can impart that into art, um, media, all realms of society, teaching, um, your the way you do your business practices, like your yeah, Gevra change the world. and your said, this is what it takes, righteousness. But you the put world a is video clay, game. and you become master potters when you stand mm. on sapphire stones. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So go out there and change the world with your holy cabal of righteousness. Amen. We'll see you Tuesday.